Well, looky here. It's another quack cast. It's the 185th. You just keep plugging away and it's amazing how the nonsense builds up. This one is called Chiropractors Naturopaths Concussions in Oregon State Bill 1535. There is a bill before the Oregon legislature, Senate Bill 1535, that, quote, allows chiropractic physicians and naturopathic physicians to provide release for athletes who sustained concussion or is suspected of sustaining concussion. Unfortunately, the Oregon legislature has already granted naturopaths primary care physician status, so I expect it may well pass, despite the fact that neither chiropractors nor naturopaths have much reality-based education and training in medicine. You may wonder, why should you care about what's going on in Oregon? Well, you know, it's likely that similar laws are being considered in your state. Kansas just passed one. They're now allowing chiropractors to release concussed students. You might be surprised at some of the shenanigans going on in your legislature. I sure was when I went looking. To keep informed, go to the legislative update at the Society for Science-Based Medicine for weekly updates on legislative shenanigans related to alternative medicine. But let's go through the issues. Why is it a bad idea for athletes or athletes of the state, most of whom will be children, to be cared for by NDs, not doctors, and DCs. What's a concussion? Well, a concussion is a form of trauma, an injury to the brain. The brain normally floats in cerebral spinal fluid, which acts as a cushion. If the skull hits something or is hit hard enough by a fist or a football helmet or a wall, that cushion fails and the brain smashes into the skull. Trauma results. Patients can then have headaches, confusion, ringing in the ears, seizures, double vision, and other neurological symptoms. The number and severity of the symptoms depends on what part of the brain is injured and how severe the injury is. Treatment is resting the body in the brain and avoiding re-injury. There may be long-term sequela to concussions, especially repeated concussions, such as depression, dementia, and Parkinson's. The brain is not physically, emotionally, or spiritually forgiving when injured. It is a huge problem, with 300,000 sports-related concussions a year in the U.S., and this only counts concussions that have led to a loss of consciousness, perhaps 10% of the total. Children are both more prone to concussion and perhaps more long-term sequelae and those who get concussions are more prone to repeat concussions. So concussion is a serious and widespread medical issue. It may not be an optimal approach to have those with little or no education, training, or experience in medicine care for children with concussion, except probably in Oregon and Kansas. How about their education? Well, chiropractors and naturopaths like to pretend that their medical education is equivalent to medical school. Nothing could be further from the truth. For example, chiropractic education. During the public hearing in Oregon, it was offered that the education of a chiropractor is equal to that of an MD. While there are superficial similarities, the whole of the chiropractic education is through the lens of chiropractic theory that there are misalignments of the spine, subluxations, that block the body's ability to heal, and that chiropractors can identify and adjust these subluxations to restore health. The whole 
underlying concept of chiropractic is a pseudoscience with no basis whatsoever in anatomy, physiology, or reality. As one review notes, quote, chiropractic and allopathic medicine differ the greatest in clinical practice, which in medical school far exceeds that in chiropractic school. The therapies that chiropractic and medical students learn are distinct from one another. Medical education is grounded in reality. Chiropractic education is grounded in the fantasy of innate intelligence, subluxations, and spinal adjustments. Neuropathic education is no better and also appears to be superficially similar in the number of hours devoted to the basic sciences. However, when compared to the education of a family practice physician, it is clear that NDs have a fraction of the training required to become an MD or DO family practice doctor. Family practice doctors have 15,000 more hours of training than an ND. It is more than the quantity of hours in education and training that makes a physician. It is also the quality of the content. ND curriculum is even more focused on pseudoscience than chiropractic. They use homeopathy, hydrotherapy, acupuncture, energy therapies, and more that make up a significant portion of the naturopathic education. And of course, time spent studying pseudoscience and pseudomedicine is time not spent studying and understanding reality. Those educated in the care and feeding of unicorns are not qualified to care for horses. The naturopaths testifying at the hearing suggest that since they've been given primary care designation, they should be allowed to diagnose and manage concussion as well. I would suggest that two wrongs don't make a right, but three lefts do. Post-education training. No MD or DO is even remotely ready for independent patient care upon graduation from medical school. After graduation, MDs and DOs have a residency to learn their specialty. Internal medicine, family practice, and neurology residencies are three years. Neurosurgery takes seven years. It is the residency. Practicing under the guidance of a senior physician is where doctors really learn their profession. Neither naturopaths nor chiropractors usually have a residency. They usually go straight from school and into practice. The few that do complete a residency do so in the field of naturopathy or chiropractic, only reinforcing their prior pseudo-medical training. There is no subspecialty naturopathic training in neurology. Chiropractors can be certified as a chiropractic neurologist with a trivial 40 days of internet classes or 300 classroom hours. Compare that to the over 8,000 hours, assuming a mythical eight-hour workday, it takes to be a real neurologist, much of which is spent in direct patient care. This is why Dr. Stephen Novella, a Yale neurologist, says, quote, chiropractic neurology appears to me to be the very definition of a pseudoscience. It has all the trappings of a legitimate profession with a complex set of beliefs and practices, but there is no underlying scientific basis for any of it. Chiropractic neurology does not appear to be based on any body of research or any accumulated scientific knowledge. Evaluating their education, training, and practice, I would suggest that chiropractic and naturopathy are to real neurology and medicine what Guitar Hero is to Jimmy Page. A search of the medical literature on PubMed for naturopathic medicine concussion yields zero publications.
There are no clinical trials to suggest that pseudomedical practice of naturopathy can be applied to brain injury or to any other disease for that matter. For chiropractic concussion, there are 19 hits on PubMed out of 7,511 medical publications on the topic of concussion. None of the articles concern the competency or efficacy of chiropractors in the diagnosis and treatment of concussion. There are no clinical trials demonstrating efficacy of chiropractic or naturopathic treatments for concussion. There is no reason, based on known anatomy and physiology, to suspect either pseudomedicine would have benefit in the diagnosis or treatment of concussion. And chiropractic is dangerous. The Palmer School of Chiropractic recommends manipulation of the cervical spine for concussion, even though the neck is somewhat distant from the brain. But anatomy's never been the strong point of chiropractic. The first case was allegedly a cure of deafness by cervical spine manipulation when the eighth nerve is nowhere near the spine. There is an association with cervical spine manipulation in the young and vertebral basilar artery stroke. The association between cervical spine manipulation and stroke is consistent enough that the American Heart Association and the American Stroke Association have released a scientific statement suggesting, quote, although current biomedical evidence is insufficient to establish the claim that cervical manipulative therapy causes cervical artery dissections, clinical reports suggest that the mechanical forces play a role in a considerable number of CDs and most population controlled studies have found an association between CMT, cervical manipulative therapy, and vertebral artery dissection stroke in young patients. Fortunately, complications are rare. As adverse events due to chiropractic and other manual therapies for infants and children of your review of the literature showed, quote, a total of 12 articles reporting 15 serious adverse events were found. Three deaths occurred under the care of various providers. One physical therapist, one unknown practitioner, one craniosacral therapist. That must have been one hell of a craniosacral therapist. And 12 serious injuries were reported. Seven chiropractors, one medical doctor, one osteopath, two physical therapists, and one unknown practitioner. But for an intervention that has no proven benefit, the risk should be zero. Three kids should not have died. And young people have died after chiropractic manipulation, perhaps including the recent death of the queen of Snapchat, Katie May. And children are injured by manipulation when the correct diagnosis was missed. Quote, other serious adverse events leading to permanent neurologic consequences have been reported. However, all of these were attributable to a misdiagnosis leading to the inappropriate application of SMT with unfortunate consequences. And when it comes to the cervical spine, there is no appropriate application of spinal manipulative therapy as far as I'm concerned. And yes, a child crippled by a useless intervention for a wrong reason is an unfortunate consequence. Given the lack of medical training by chiropractors and naturopaths, further unfortunate consequences would seem inevitable. If a stroke were due to a medication, that medication would have a black box warning at a minimum or be pulled from the market. 
The major chiropractic organizations deny that chiropractic can cause strokes and continue to snap the neck, which can result in the same forces and injury as a hanging. But that is typical of pseudomedicines. They never recognize that their interventions could be dangerous and alter or abandon practice accordingly. They don't care about patient safety. The data suggesting a link between chiropractic manipulation and stroke is complicated and incomplete. However, in medicine, but not chiropractic or naturopathy, the precautionary principle is applied. Quote, if an action has a suspected risk of causing harm to the public, in the absence of scientific consensus that the action or policy is not harmful, the burden of proof that it is not harmful falls on those taking an action. And of course, the action avoided. The majority of chiropractors are of the opinion that spine manipulation is a treatment for concussion, even though the brain is distant from the spine. Quote, many respondents agreed or strongly agreed that manual therapies may be appropriate in certain circumstances in adults, 80%, and minors, 80%. Of course, when all you have is a hammer, everything is a nail. While there is no naturopathic-specific treatment for concussion, Naturopaths do have their own naturopathic manipulation. It should give anyone concerned with the help of children a frisson of terror at the thought of concussed children being evaluated and managed by naturopaths and especially chiropractors. Naturopaths and chiropractors lack the education, the training, the understanding of medicine and neurology to diagnose and treat concussion. Their therapies are at best useless, and can result in strokes in one of our most vulnerable populations, children. Senate Bill 1535 should not pass. Do I sound like Gandalf there? This is the end of the 185th QuackCast. Thanks for listening. References are available at Science-Based Medicine. My growing multimedia empire can be found at edgydoc.com. And of course, iTunes is just begging you to write positive reviews. Unless your name is Brian. Talk to you later. Bye.